What's going on, guys? You're tuning into the Overcoming Mental Health Challenges podcast. I'm your host, Evan Transu, aka Mr. Health Coach Ev, coming at you live tonight from a pretty weird place. I promised myself I would not be doing any more outdoor podcasts after I heard the background noise in the last one, and yet here I am doing it probably worse than that one was. But right now, I'm hiking with a friend. We're coming back from the top of uh, something called the Pinnacle in Hamburg, PA. So we just caught sunset there and we're heading on back through the woods, but I still wanted to really get this out today. So I figured what better place than Ev's natural habitat in the woods. If you guys follow me at all, you know, I love hiking. I love the outdoors. I'm actually a huge believer in that for optimal mental health. So that's a whole separate conversation. But if you hear some crinkling, if you hear a little panting here and there, then you know why that's going on. But a quick update next week, Hopefully, it's not fully scheduled yet, but we should be good to go. Got an awesome guest for you guys. Something that I really wanted on the podcast from the beginning is someone who has gone through something, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word real, but more serious, more severe with substance abuse and things like that. And the people that have been on before, you know, they've dealt with their share of using drugs inappropriately and things like that, but no one has really went into a full-out addiction or anything that can really affect the people that have been through something like that. And this person who's going to remain anonymous, which is totally okay, uh, they're going to be hopping on and really sharing their story. And they've kind of already given me a glimpse of what that's going to entail. And it's a really powerful story. I'm really happy to have them on. So you can look forward to that next week. But um, for now, I'm also, if you listen to the last podcast, you know, I've been working really hard on the book. Um, It's called Overcoming Mental Health Challenges, very appropriately named right. And then the subtitle to that is How I Resolved 13 Years of Mental Health Issues Naturally. So what I'm trying to do with that is really create something where someone that feels like they've run out of options can go to, to say, okay, cool. Like I can try all these different things. I can talk about these with my therapist. I can talk about these with my doctor or whatever before... I just throw in the towel on getting better because what I always say is I like to level the playing field with this stuff. And when I say that, what I mean is I got to a point at a time in my life where I just thought there was nothing else I could possibly do. I didn't realize that, you know, lifestyle changes could have such a great impact on my mental health issues. And not only did it have a huge impact, I mean, it was completely life-changing caused a resolution. So I'm going to be including a lot of that stuff in the book, as well as just my personal story in general, really mentioning a lot of the incidents and events that I think people all too often don't talk about. And I'm certainly not condemning anyone for that. It's stuff that, you know, there's really not a whole lot of point in talking about normally. But what I've realized from my job speaking for a company called Mining Your Mind is that I'll be like looking into the audience and I share a certain story or I share a certain thing that I went through. And you make eye contact with someone in the audience. And all you see is that person's eyes like widen or they get kind of a shocked look on their face. And when I see that reaction, I know what that means. And what I interpret it as is, okay, this person's been through that same thing. They probably think they're crazy or they probably think they're weird. They've never had someone validate for them that that is Maybe not a normal thing to be going through, but it is possible to deal with something like that with the mental health issues. So I've included as many of those as possible, all the things that I think are relevant because I want people to understand 
you know, maybe they've done something that they think is weird or maybe even for lack of a better word, crazy while they're dealing with mental health issues. And if they read something like, oh, wait, this guy went through this too, they could probably understand that, hey, you know, you're not alone with this, things like that. So that's going to be released really soon. Um, There is a Kickstarter campaign to support the book and pre-order it. It will help it get it out earlier. If nothing else, I'm looking at no worse than mid to late fall, uh, the book will be released. And if the Kickstarter campaign is successful, and I probably doubt that that's going to go through fully, but you never know. We still got about 15, 14 days left in it. Uh, Then it's going to be out a lot quicker. So that's something to go check out too. You can find me on Instagram at OMHC underscore podcast or at Evan Transu on there and check that out. But anyway, now that the announcements are over, uh, you know, I kind of just took up what would normally be a sponsorship section on a podcast with all those. So at least it wasn't that. But As you can see by the title, uh, something I wanted to talk about today was depression and basically how depression can change our perceptions on things. And it can take a thought or an idea that we normally have in our head and completely skew how we view that. So what was happening is about two weeks ago, I was giving my first talk of the season for Minding Your Mind up at State College, PA. And some guy asked me, he said do you still get depressive episodes? Like, do you still experience depression? And I'm fortunate enough that, no, I do not experience clinical depression by any means, but he really had me thinking because something that I probably don't mention enough because it probably is useful to people going through this stuff is that when I have a very serious or bad or traumatic event go on in my life, and those things happen, right? That's just part of life it's going to happen to all of us no matter how we choose to live and no matter what we choose to do. Like there are going to be serious things that happen that affect us like that. I find myself during those times going very quickly back to a place mentally where I used to be. Something that took me months to get to now only takes me a matter of 24 hours. The difference is now I have this new perspective on it and I can see that this is depression. I know what to call it because when I was first experiencing it the first time around, I didn't really know what to call it. If you know my story at all, you know, I didn't really call it mental health issues. I called it crazy a lot of the times and I certainly did not call it depression. I had such a notion, such a belief in my head about what depression was. I thought it was laying in bed all day. I thought it was crying my eyes out uncontrollably. I thought it was withdrawing from friends and family and depression can be any or all of those things, but there's a whole other list of things that it can be too. And I subscribed more to the other list, but I didn't know that about depression. So rather than say, Hey, this is what's going on with me. I just continued to kind of do my own thing. I wasn't really someone that chose to get help, so it led to a lot of confusion with that. But that's besides the point. When I deal with these things now, I can see clearly, hey, you know, this is not my thought. This is depression's thought, and this is depression's perception changing the way I'm thinking about things. But I remember really vividly back when I was kind of in the midst or the height of the beginning of my depression, like my clinical depression, and this is kind of tough to uh, describe to people because, you know, there's plenty of people that are religious, spiritual out there. And I've since, you know, kind of changed my belief system. But as hard as this may be to um, believe, I was a really like logical and science oriented kid when I was younger. And I was always questioning, you know, the purpose of life and things like that. Why are we here? What are we doing? 
And I had come to the conclusion, since no one could prove anything to me, at a time that, you know, there really wasn't necessarily any inherent point to all of this. And now I know to a lot of people, it could sound weird to say that, but that wasn't really a negative thing to me. Like that was just something that I humored from an intellectual perspective. I was like, okay, there might not be any inherent purpose here, or I just clearly don't know it. But that wasn't necessarily something that like deeply troubled me or deeply upset me because I mean, the truth is, if you think about it logically, if there's no point, well, what is there to be worried about? You wouldn't even be aware of what's going on after you left here. So there's no reason to get upset about that. But as depression kicked in, it changed my perception. Like I said, it can change our perceptions and change our thoughts around into thinking that we're having unique thoughts when we're really not. And I found myself at one time, I remember I began to tell my parents that you know, there was no point to life. And it was really said in a hugely negative way. Like not in like the way I just said it before where I said, okay, well, if there's no point, then there's certainly no point in worrying because... Hey, you know, everyone's got to do this anyway. It's inevitable. Nothing to worry about. But now is the super negative thing. And maybe that's a bad example because I can see how the average person would assume that'd be a negative thought anyway. But the problem was this infiltrated into other thoughts as well. Even, you know, normal stuff like thinking that my friends were out to get me or thinking that, you know, I didn't, I wasn't good at certain things when I was really good at them. Or thinking that, you know, I was never good enough. All, all these different things that just were not my thoughts. And over time, as it went on, since I didn't realize what depression was and I wasn't getting support for it um, through my own choosing, I didn't realize that, hey, this isn't my stuff that I'm thinking, man. This is depression thinking for me. And what's really tricky to explain, but I hope you guys get this, is that over time, once I learned what depression was... I still had this huge misconception. I thought that the negative thoughts I was thinking were reality, and that's why I was depressed. So I'll say that again. I thought that the negative thoughts I was thinking were reality, and that's why I was depressed. But the truth is, I was having those thoughts because... I was depressed. And to someone who's maybe never dealt with that, I'm going to guess you hadn't, didn't click on this podcast if you haven't dealt with it. But to someone who's never dealt with that, that can be very hard to describe. It's a weird experience to have yourself transform mentally and become a different person and see your personality change and th- see your thoughts and perceptions change. So I had an experience recently, um, actually coinc- completely coincidental, where you know something just wasn't really going well. It was kind of a more serious event. And it was taking its toll on me. And I found myself, thankfully it never lasts long, but I did find myself going back. You know, I wake up the one day and I'm just like, damn, like this is not going well, not feeling good at all. And I could feel myself kind of going back into those, that old mindset, if you will. And immediately, first day, it starts trying to get in there and change my thoughts. I'm thinking all these different things. Like I'm supposed to be moving in with my uh, buddy pretty soon. And we're kind of getting this house um, all together. He just purchased it with his uh, girlfriend and, and they're having us come in. And I'm super excited for this and it's a super good thing. And I literally found myself in a matter of hours saying, oh, I need to call him and I need to tell him, you know, I can't move in with him. Like I can't be with these guys right now. Now, the problem is back in high school, you know, several years back, I wouldn't have recognized that that wasn't my thought. And I would have acted on that thing impulsively. 
And that's where you really can run into some trouble. That's where I ran into huge amounts of trouble because I was dealing with this thing for multiple years and acting impulsively on every single thought that it gave me. You could see how that would lead to a lot of trouble. But now knowing better and thankfully not having to deal with this often at all, I was able to say, I'm like, dude, what what are you saying right now? Like the people that you're about to move in with have, have absolutely, like they literally could not have less to do with the situation that you're dealing with right now. Like, this is not you saying this. You definitely do not need to act on it, and it's definitely not going to help the thing. Like, you need to recognize that, hey, this is what's going on right now. You're having a bad time, and maybe this isn't the best time to be making big decisions like that. Now, again, thankfully, I know better now, and I was able to kind of change direction with that really quickly. And again, this was something that only lasted a few days, but I find it really interesting almost um going back to that original guy's question do you still deal with this stuff and again the answer is no definitely no for anxiety my anxiety is beyond low nowadays which is awesome but the depression yeah when a serious thing comes back or comes into my life it, it does seem like i can get back to that point very quickly thankfully it doesn't last long it would never meet a diagnosis of clinical depression but it's a very severe form of being down or being sad if you will So not a long podcast by any means tonight, but it was just something I'm thinking about because even though I only gave one real example, if you're someone dealing with this stuff, especially if you've never really come out of it, because some people, you know, if this is your first time dealing with depression or um, first round with it, or maybe you've just, you know, you've had this for years and it's never really gotten better. You need to realize that it's hard to trust some of your perceptions sometimes. The depression will trick you. It'll try to get you to do things that you shouldn't be doing when you're dealing with it. So, for example, you know, we all know that we probably, even if we're an introverted person, right, probably isolating ourselves for extended periods of time, weeks, definitely months, would not be a great thing to do in terms of human mental health. That's probably not going to be something that affects us all uh, very well. And yet, depression will have you do just that. Depression will have you break positive habits that you've tried to, um, you know, set for yourself. It'll have you stop pursuing goals. It'll have you stop talking to friends. It might even have you treat them poorly, like, you know, negatively kind of projecting onto them what you're feeling. So the message for tonight really is to just be conscious of those types of things. And I'm not asking anyone to give anyone a free pass if they're being rude to you. But if you know that you have someone in your life, whether it's a friend, family member, um, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, that's dealing with some form of depression, If they do something that maybe you think is weird or that you don't like, maybe think about the fact that what they're doing might have absolutely nothing to do with you. It might have everything to do with the depression and the thing that they're dealing with. And again, that's not an excuse to not work on it, especially if they're affecting you. But sometimes when we just realize, hey, maybe that wasn't about me um, mainly, maybe it wasn't about me at all. It's something that can be very helpful, I think, to both parties in the relationship. So... Again, I'm sure my feet are stamping right now and you guys can hear this in the background, but it was something that was going through my head, especially the last couple of weeks since that guy asked that question. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, man, how valuable would it have been to know back then to have someone come in and say, hey man, like you need to analyze your thoughts a little more hardcore because what you're thinking right now might not actually be the truth and your perceptions might be a little skewed. I think that would have been super powerful. And as always, guys, if you're dealing with this type of stuff, getting help quicker is the absolute best thing that you can do because someone, whether it's a therapist, doctor, whatever, working with you from that third-party perspective can 
absolutely help you see these things a lot clearer and decipher what's your actual thought or what's your actual perception versus what depression or even other mental health issues are forcing you to think. So guys, really looking forward to get back to the interviews um, next week. And I don't want to jump the gun on anything. Scheduling's been a little tough, but I got a solid three, four people lined up right now, all with really incredible, really unique, a completely different story. So I'm going to make sure that we try to get this out here, especially as the summer comes to an end. Unfortunately, uh, many of us know all too well that statistically these problems sometimes are not even existent for people in the summer months. Um, But if nothing else, for people dealing with this stuff, it gets a lot worse typically um, in the fall and winter. So a lot of science behind that for the natural side of things, that's for sure. But I think there's many reasons that that happens actually. So I think getting these kinds of stories out more in the winter and the fall and encouraging more people to get help, giving them the resources to do that will be extremely beneficial. And it's one of the reasons that I planned on publishing the book that I'm publishing uh, right at the exact time that I did. I wanted to get it out right before that season, before people start uh, dealing with the stuff a little worse than normal. So I'm going to stop rambling on, guys. You've been listening to the Overcoming Mental Health Challenges podcast. As always, I'm your host, Evan Transu. You can follow me at Evan Transu on Instagram or at OMHC underscore podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.